0: Welcome to The Church Door, a place where I can post my Bible studies and sermons for your listening pleasure. I'm the Reverend Matthew Fenn, pastor of St. Peter's Evangelical Lutheran Church in Stratford, Ontario. Thanks for tuning us in. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, many of us have received a birth announcement at one time or another. Maybe you've got one in the mail, or maybe you received a phone call about a friend or a daughter or relative who just had a baby. In recent years, couples have become very creative, especially uh, when putting their birth announcements on social media. My wife recently told me of one couple who took a picture of their mantle and had put up an extra stocking and put the photo online and let other people guess what the extra stocking meant. Well, as creative and as extravagant as birth announcements go, I think that a multitude of the heavenly host gets top prize for the best birth announcement. We can imagine the fear that suddenly gripped the shepherds' hearts that Christmas Eve. Without warning, they were surrounded by the brightness of God's glory. And they were terrified at the presence of an angel. But the angel quickly reassured them. And they say, he said, what all angels say when they first meet you, be not afraid. He had good news to bring them. The shepherds had no need to fear because they, had actually, they actually had reason for great joy. And that great joy, that good news, comes from the announcement of the birth of one specific child. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The angel identifies that child by using three terms. This newborn boy is the Savior, he's the Christ, and he's the Lord. These are the three terms that were told to the shepherds, and this is how they would know who this child would be. So let's unpack each of them briefly this evening. What does, the shepherd, what does the angel mean when he tells the shepherds that the boy will be a savior? Well, a savior is someone who rescues or saves someone from oppression or danger. What kind of savior is this child going to be? The answer to that question was given to Joseph. The angel, when he told Joseph that the child was going to be born, he said, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He was born to save you from your sins. You and I are in desperate need of some saving. If you have ever sinned against God, then you need a Savior. Sin is not just some social taboo. Sin is rebellion against God. It's our disobedience against His commandments. And that guilt weighs heavy upon us. Our sins would consign us to the grave and an eternal condemnation. And there is nothing we can do to save ourselves or to work our way out. We need a Savior. And we need a Savior who's capable of rescuing us from this terrible distress we've gotten ourselves into. Only God can forgive sins. And God came to do precisely that. God needed to be born in the flesh to be our brother. We owed a debt that we couldn't pay. And so God came to offer himself as our substitute in payment for all we owe. That's why Jesus can say, the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So, your Savior was born to forgive you. To restore you to peace with God and peace with one another. But secondly, the angel told the shepherds that the child would be the Christ. Now, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Jesus is his name. Christ is his title. Christ is the Greek form of the Hebrew word Messiah. It means the anointed one. In the Old Testament, prophets and priests and kings, they were set into their office by pouring oil on their heads. And that was called being anointed. Anointed. Just like David was anointed as the king of Israel, the prophets foretold that a king would come from David's line who would be his heir. The Lord had promised King David that one of his descendants would rule forever, that he would be the Messiah, the anointed one. A son of David would be the greatest king of all, reigning over an everlasting kingdom a kingdom that establishes justice and blessedness, that rescues His people from their enemies and fulfills all God's promises. And so when the angel tells the shepherds that Christ has been born, the message is clear. All of those Old Testament prophecies have come fulfilled. The Messiah, the Anointed One, great David's greater Son, has been born. That's why the angel says that the child was born in the city of David. Why call it the city of David? Why not just say the child was born in Bethlehem? Because the angel wants them to remember all of those Old Testament prophecies which pointed to the coming of this promised king. Finally, after all the long ages, the Messiah is here. The numerous prophecies were, which were already centuries old in the first century are fulfilled in that child. And then finally, the most shocking part of all, the angel announces that this newborn boy is the Lord himself. The word Lord is just a standard way by which we refer to the personal name of God. The Lord is the way Christians address Jesus. When Christians confess the creed every Sunday, we confess our faith. We confess that I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. That baby born that night, lying in a manger, is none other than God himself, the ruler, the sovereign, the almighty God, the everlasting Father, the Lord of the universe. Child in the manger is none other than God himself. We can say nothing more extraordinary than that. God became a child. Stop and think about that just for a moment. God became a child. He became poor, like us, miserable and helpless, like us, a man of flesh and blood, just like us. He's our brother, and yet he's God. God became a child. God and man have come become one in His person. That's Christmas in a nutshell. The infinite takes up residence in the finite. The fullness of Godhead dwells bodily. The Creator, who fills all things, who made all things, who was before all things, humbled Himself in this way. He was born of a virgin in a manger that probably smelled terrible. Bone of our bone, flesh of our flesh. And yet he still remained God in doing so. And then the angel, the angel choirs show up. And they sing, glory be to God on high. And on earth, peace. Peace and goodwill to men. Christmas is truly celebrated by those who recognize and realize that they have no Peace who know that they are poor and incomplete broken and miserable and helpless we can have peace at christmas though and the peace that we get at christmas comes because god himself came and became a child god is with the poor and the powerless This is good news of great joy and it's the Christian message that we proclaim every year. For to you is born a Savior. To you. Take it personally. You have reason to rejoice and to shout for joy because God sent His Son. The Son of God became a child for you. He was conceived of the Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary for you. He was wrapped in swaddling cloths and laid in a stinky manger for you. No matter who you are, you can rejoice. Rejoice if you are not righteous, because this manger holds one who will justify you. Rejoice if you are weak and sick, because this manger holds one who will make you well. Rejoice if you are in captivity, because this manger holds one who will set you free. Rejoice if you are poor, because this manger holds your true treasure. Rejoice if you are about to die, because this manger holds your key to paradise. Rejoice, for Christ is born. Even these many centuries later, this is still good news to all people. He comes to bring priests by reconciling us to God and then reconciling us to one another. If you want to participate in the celebration of Christmas, then we cannot simply sit here like couch potatoes and watch the show. No, Christmas is an invitation. It's an invitation to join in at the scene at the manger, to kneel like the shepherds did before the manger, And worship the newborn king. To ponder and think about these mysteries in your heart like the Virgin Mary did. To sing carols of praise to God with the angel choirs. Because God became a child. God became a child for you and for your salvation. Nothing in this world, not even an epidemic, can take that away from you. And may that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to The Church Door. Thanks again for tuning in. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, you can reach me, Pastor Matthew Fenn, at... Rev Fen, R-E-V-F-E-N-N at iCloud.com. Look forward to having you with us again next time.